Have y'all like, seen that meme of like, I'm not ugly, I'm just poor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't got the money to fix all this. Oh I can be a billionaire icon too. Yeah. <laughs> if I got, if, if I got, I was just pretty enough. <laughs> rich enough, bro. Yeah, yeah, rich that's enough. right. Yeah, rich enough. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Welcome back to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Nicole, and I am with my two besties, Ro and Brooke. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Why are you laughing? Because Brooke waited until right at the start to open her water bottle. It's just like, <laughs> like sweet, awesome. <laughs> nice. Too many shenanigans. Oh, Lord. What are y'all drinking? What's going on? <sighs> it's so weird. Today's Tuesday, right? Like normally we we're potting or oh, great. podcasting on Rose a not Sunday. Getting drunk. No, cool. no, no. I have I have beer for sure, but uh, <laughs> what I have I have I think I had it on the second or third episode. It's Marble's Desert Fog, um, the Hazy India Pale Ale. It's good. It was one that I didn't have last time because it was going to be too heavy. But today I'm mm-hmm. all about being a heavy bitch. Heavy? So yeah, <laughs> so it's all good nice. for me. What about you, Brooke? I'm drinking something Nicole and I used to drink all the time in grad school. Tears? I'm Just each other's tears? Mark West. <laughs> Ooh, I love Pinot Mark Noir. West. You know, no relation, but I feel like I know him because we've drank so much of this to get through grad school. <laughs> so true. For a second, I was it's like, really why would you be related? Bread. I forget. I forget your last name yeah, is West. Yeah, it is. How can mm-hmm. I forget? I have a Christmas margarita. Ooh, what's in it, actually? It's pretty um, looking. It is. So there is, it's normally just some sort of like cranberry juice base, but I saw this cranberry juice like cocktail mix at Trader Joe's row. Oh, so you spent $80 on it? Very good for you. It was like $3. It's organic gluten-free based kale mix. Good. (laughs) But so that's the base. And then, of course, tequila and just a little bit of lime juice. And I put some cranberries on top. And it's great. Nailed it. Already already in the holiday spirit, I see. I guess Chris in 10 days, which is Chris, Mary Chrysler. (laughs) Um, Casey and I went, uh, driving around Albuquerque to look at lights and I was just bombing white Russians like it was my job. So um, I'm official. Well, I wasn't driving. I I want everyone to know that I was in the passenger seat, uh, but I had some before I left and then while we left, but yeah, I'm on vacation mode. So it's just white Russians just galore. So what's in a white Russian again? Uh, it's Kahlua. Heavy cream or cream or milk, whatever you want to use. I use half and half. And then vodka, but I, I either put half of the vodka or no vodka in it just because I like the taste of just the Kahlua and the, um, the cream. So, And it means I can drink more if there's no vodka. Are you doing your um, 
Are you doing your Christmas like Baileys and everything in the oh, morning I mean, no, routine that, this year? That's kind of what the what the <laughs> clue is. Yeah, it's not in the morning yet because I have to like still exercise and stuff. But when it's like nighttime, <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like a good time to wind down the night for like six hours. Bro's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not an alcoholic yet. Yeah, yeah, not not yet. But 2021, <laughs> that's my goal. Talk about goal setting oh today, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you get to use the college excuse still, though. Mm. I know. Yeah. So nice. I mean, there's definitely like obviously a ton of drawbacks, but um, like I don't have school for another <laughs> month, which is pretty wild. So oh, I get to work on stuff amazing. here and there and feel like I have like my own schedule again. But yeah. Now I'm like, well, I get to sleep because I earned this because I didn't sleep for all semester. But then you realize yeah. the pandemic was here and all I did was sleep. So <laughs> it's kind of kind of a hit or miss now. But college till the day well. I die. <laughs> Well, Ro, I guess since you have the next month off during the holiday season, you can take a stab at our question of the week, which is from our lovely Casey. And it is, how do you stay motivated through the end of the year slump? Man, I'm probably like the worst person to answer this to because... (laughs) I mean, we're going to get into like why, what motivation is and what discipline is and everything, but like... I made a joke to you all earlier, but like it wasn't a joke is that I'm like unmotivated 95% of the time. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. Like this sucks. I'm very much like a millennial who would still be in their parents' basement if I could be. Um, but I, you know, it's so weird. Cause I, I think this Such year, a catch. I, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. It's, it's all a ruse. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot of us in at least when we're in school, uh, use the like the month off as like, hey, if you can just grind out for like one, two, three more weeks, like then it's Christmas and I get to go home and everything, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so since this year I'm not going home, I, I did realize that like two weeks ago, I it's like not something that I was thinking about. Before it was like, cool, I'll go home, I'll sleep, I'll see my family, I'll see my friends and stuff. Um, but then at this point it was like you just have to get it done so that you can do like more exciting things. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether that's like hiking or just working on stuff I want to finally work on. Um, But staying motivated is like a very difficult thing for me to do, especially Mm -hmm. at the end of the year, because it's like, you know, as small business owners, like that's when people are like, you got to get ready for the next year. And then as school people it's like it's finals time and then all these projects that i absolutely did not start when i should have back in august it's like it's time to start them now and everything um it's just i i I don't know how to answer that i just kind of am like Mm -hmm. you have to do it otherwise you you failed so (laughs) yeah that's motivation for me truly (laughs) inspirational great great practical application there well i mean i feel like on you know i i think back to like uh back when i was in like in a really big slump back in 2014 or something is when uh i'm like last week yeah 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 exactly (laughs) i would listen to uh logic's album his first one under pressure like every day because the Mm -hmm. first song of the album he's just like i'm gonna get up today i don't know how but i'm gonna find a way and so i would just like wake up listen to that song and be like 
okay, there it is. That was my little carrot to get me out of bed and whatever. So when I like really need it, I'll pop that song on, I'll pop music on and just be like, okay, like I'm going to hype myself up for, even if it's Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of just like fake hype up, I know that it's enough to Mm -hmm. be like, okay, I'm in the swing of things and you know, here we go. Um, So I guess that's, that's your little nugget of how to use it. But other than that, I'm just like, you just got to do this. So what about yeah. what about you all? I hope you have better answers. <laughs> um, I mean, I think for I think for me, I I don't really use the word motivation. I really I like to think of it more as like finding things that are going to support me and my mood and my health and whatever. So I think continuing to like rely on whatever support system you've built up through your friendships or family. For me, it's also my therapist. (laughs) So like continuing to like confide and talk about things that are going on or that are stressful or overwhelming. Um, and the people that I trust and know that they're going to provide me with, uh, good, I guess like good encouragement, good feedback, whatever. And then just doing those boring daily practices such as getting up and making my bed every day or, you know, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep. (laughs) Like, I mean, this past weekend I had like a couple of my meals were literally just cheese, crackers and wine and charcuterie yes (laughs) and even though I love me some cheese crackers and wine after like a couple days of it I was like all right you know going into this week um this is kind of not like making me feel my best so let me get some let me get some fruits and vegetables on this plate (laughs) she's like cheese wine meat and grapes good (laughs) 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 so I mean Maybe it's not necessarily staying motivated, but just staying like keeping myself charged in the ways that I know are good for me. I like it. I'm kind of similar. Like I'm a creature of habit. So I know if I stick with my routines, like some of them, some of them you can't help, you know, if you're going to see family or going somewhere. But if I stick into my routines, I think it helps keep me on track with everything. I'm not a very... Like if I relied on motivation, I probably, I'm kind of more like Roe. I probably wouldn't get very many things done. I'm just like a really disciplined person. I think that's one of my strengths is like, I will, if I commit and I put my mind to it, I will 110% like follow through sometimes just out of like sheer stubbornness, but it works. Like that's what works for me. So if I stick with my routines that I know work, like I'm going to go see family, but I'm going to continue to move my body in some way. It won't look the same, but I'm going to continue to move my body. I'm going to continue to stay hydrated. I'm not going to like drink too much or do things I wouldn't normally do because that throws me off too. I'll just feel gross and then it just spirals. So I just have good boundaries and my family is pretty awesome about like respecting like, no, I'm not going to do tequila shots with you till one in the morning anymore. (laughs) But, you know, we we still have a fun time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you added in the boundaries part. It's a good one. I also like that you added in that you did it out of pure stubbornness. I know I told you guys that I've done (laughs) most of the things that in my life have completed just out of spite, (laughs) just to be like, oh, I've got to do it. This is it. You said I can't. I'm going to do it. But 
Uh, yeah, I would I would try to work on not using uh, negative things to get you by. Uh, <laughs> but if you're like me, that's just kind of what fuels us. So. Good, good answers. <laughs> good answers. Fueled by nice. hate. Bro. Uh, anyway. Well, um, I guess that was a great question of the week because it kind of leads us into our topic, which is going to be that goal setting mindset, especially with the new year coming up, but also without all the bullshit that we normally see when it comes to goal setting or whatever a person should do to become healthy in the new year. So I'm excited to, to dive in. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting because I, I think we all have, like we're very similar in a lot of ways, but we all have (laughs) clearly uh, different ways to motivate ourselves and and be disciplined and whatnot. (laughs) Um, but right off the bat, what do you, what do you all think of, uh, vision boards? I was talking about this, um, on my walk, today with Casey. What are your thoughts on vision boards? I love vision boards. I just Do think it's a fun one. Did you I just mean, ask I've me one or Nicole? <laughs> well, both of you, really. No. <laughs> oh, no, no, where's no. your vision board? Is it hanging up? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. <laughs> Did you just ask me? <laughs> he's offended, I'm offended yeah. yeah, he's like, wait, <laughs> arts and crafts. Oh, my God. Um, I would love to do arts and crafts, but... <laughs> Um, I've done one a couple times and it was actually really cool because, um, at my job a few years ago, one of our clients like hosted a vision board night and they like bought all these different magazines and had like, everyone could come and they had like beverages and snacks and whatever. And I think it's a really cool way to get to get together with like-minded people or even people that may be different from you who also, um, are really, in that mindset of like, I guess, building, building something or striving towards like a better version of themselves, whatever it is. And kind of like, I think it just gets me motivated. It gets me motivated to see other people who are motivated. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like you're working on that and like getting to see like their visions and then like your visions. And I also think it really does kind of help to like manifest those things to come into your life in the future. Hmm. What are you, Brooke? Are you like same? <laughs> I've never done it, but I've pe- a lot of people have been talking about it, and it kind of sounds fun. Like someone recently was talking about how she did this vision board, and she got to watch what she put down kind of come to life, and how cool that was. And it makes sense if you believe in this idea of we manifest our destiny, kind of thing. Which I kind of do. I don't want to sound too woo-woo and have Ro make fun of me. <laughs> but I do think that like where no, you please. put your your energy and your thoughts, like wherever you're putting your energy and your thoughts is kind of like what you mull over and do. So I do think that it, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe the three of us need to like live stream a vision board night. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. I can't wait As to see you with a big black hole. Like, like that's it. That's all I see. Desperation. No, I, I don't oh, know. So, so, we got to get this man out of the gutters. <laughs> no. So, so I agree. Um, I, I think because it, it's just a tool, right? I think we all we all do it. We all like think and strive and hope for better things or goals, whether it's like a new car or making more money or living a certain lifestyle. Um, for me, it's just like, you know, it's something that I've never been good at like art with my hands. So it's, it would just be work for me to be like, all right, let me try and pick this picture I have in my head onto a board, then get angry at it and be like, fuck it. I guess I have no goals this year. Um, but like, 
I'll write stuff down on my on my whiteboard and they're just words like this. You know what I mean? And for me, that's enough to be like, cool. So it's not so much a vision board. It might be depending on how you're classifying it, but it's just a list. <laughs> that's all it is. Um, but I, I definitely agree, Brooke, that like you I mean, you're a product of what you do every day. So if you're consistently thinking about how can I make business better? How can I make myself healthier? How can I be more positive? Like all these things, then yeah, like you absolutely do manifest the things that come your way. You know, we can get, I, I don't ever, you know, talk about in, talking about whether it's like destiny or, you know, the universe or God or whatever. Like those are <laughs> conversations that... We'll go everywhere and nowhere at the same time. But it is really just if you put work towards something and allow for enough time and you are putting in the work, then eventually the stuff does does show up. So I, I agree. I agree with that. Ro, so if we make a vision board, we should just put a picture of you with the diploma next to it. So that can just happen already and you can move no, on but, with your life. But that's so like, that's so like end goal focused, you know, like, or that's not <laughs> even like the end goal. It's like getting it is just another step to something I haven't really figured out yet. Like I know that I want to do all these things, but I don't really have like a, I don't even know what would go on my vision board. Like a, a wood cabin in the middle of a oh snowy my. field, under underneath you the don't stars. Have to that's create it. the vision for the rest of your I'm life. I'm saying that's We're my vision. To, like, that's what I would love. Oh, okay. For it to be just okay. me living in the middle of nowhere. And, <laughs> and, and, and you needed your PhD for and that. And I needed my PhD for that. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, right? But yeah. So I, I don't know. I we should do it. Wait, so how did this whole vision board thing work, Coco? Like, do you are you visioning out like the next year? Is this a five year plan? Yeah, I guess that's also fair too. I think like for the most part, it's mainly like that coming year. But I think that you can put those bigger things on your board as well because like you said Ro you know you are what you do every day so if whatever you're envisioning for this next year whatever you're working on every day for the next year should also be working should also be moving you towards whatever you want to work on to get to wherever you're going in five years you know so I think those like bigger things can definitely be on there but you just have to continue to remind yourself, like, these are the s- small steps that I'm taking this year. And even though this part of my vision more board may not come to life in this next year, the things I'm doing right now will eventually produce that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes makes really good sense. I think it's a good, <clears throat> a good primer for all the stuff that we're going to talk about today, right? Because you're right. Yeah. Like you can't just be like, I want to, I want to make $10 billion. And you're like, all right, well, how mm-hmm. about you get to like a thousand first? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but. have y'all, ha- sorry, one more side note. Have y'all watched the Queen's Gambit on Netflix I have not yet. yet. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing during this break as mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. So yes. So there's a part in the show and this is not like a spoiler or anything, but <laughs> skip, skip two minutes. She, now. <laughs> <laughs> obviously like she is very advanced at chess for her age and whatever her gender, if we want to go there, sex, um, sex. Um, well, I guess, thank I you. Guess both. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fluid. It's whatever. Um, but she is 
in this tournament and she's also playing like a little chess prodigy who's probably at this point like five or six years younger than her so technically like if he's playing on the same level she is he's more advanced than her because he's already as good as she is whatever and um she they end up playing out this chess game and he like he, he keeps saying that his goal is to be like whatever the title is for the best chess player in the world and he's only like 11 and so she's just like if you become that at 12 what are you going to do for the rest of your life and he's just like i don't understand <laughs> like, my life ends at 12 <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, if you become the best chess player in the world at 12, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? And he's like, I don't understand. He just like can't comprehend that there's something has to be after this. And so, yeah, that's kind of like if you accomplish like the biggest thing that you want to accomplish in your life now, like what are you going to do next? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to we're definitely talking about that, like pivoting. Right. And how how to be smart about that. And that, which is probably why, which is also why I said <clears throat> the thing about the PhD, right? Where it's like, if I'm like, I just want it. And you're like, what are you doing afterwards? Like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Like, okay, what did you spend 10 years doing this, <laughs> doing this for? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a good segue too. Sorry, I dropped a quarter. Um, <laughs> Cause obviously 2020 has been wild and has uh, mm-hmm. taken a lot of uh, opportunities away, I guess, but it's also given a lot. Um, but how and has your thought process changed when it comes to goal setting, especially after surviving, hopefully by the time this comes out, right? Uh, surviving <laughs> a, like a global pandemic and things that are like for once in your life, like you can say, this is way out of my control and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like thinking back on 2020, I think it's just shown me personally how quickly things can change and how drastically things can change. So if you're someone who is working on realistic and sustainable goals for yourself, things that you could like have never imagined happening, like being locked in your house for nine months, um, I think you have to continue to like give yourself grace and like shift your perspective on what like success or like meeting your goals looks like. So I know like for me, an example at the beginning of the year, one of my goals per se was to move my body like four times a week. And then three months into the year, (laughs) we're all like shut down in our homes. And for me, I'm in like this tiny 300 square foot apartment. And I'm like, what am I going to do in here? Um, And obviously like that goal didn't get to happen, you know, every single week during some of the months of this pandemic because of all the stress and uncertainty and whatever. But once, you know, we continued to move forward as much as we possibly could in this year and my gym did eventually open under like the new like safety mandates or whatever, I was able to kind of re-meet myself and start at like, maybe it was just two days a week that I was going just to like get back into it. And I've slowly but surely built my way up to those like four days of movement that I did, you know, have set for myself at the beginning of the year. And even though that didn't get to happen, like all the way through this year, I'm still really proud of that. And I think hopefully whoever's listening, like if there was goals that you set at the beginning of this year and they weren't able to happen, I just hope that you're able to look back and see how much we've actually been through and give yourself like some grace through that. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like this year, my goals totally changed. In weird ways, I've surpassed what I thought I set out to accomplish this year. But the blueprint and the plan I had totally went up in flames, like totally. And I had to learn how to adapt and like overcome some crazy situations that it's kind of wild to look back on. But for a while, it really was just this basic, okay, how do I not have a mental breakdown? You know, it's like, how do I just get through the most basic parts of this year? Like find toilet paper. We walked in the grocery store at one point <laughs> and wow. there was nothing. The produce section was empty. It was like apocalyptic. I was like, never in my life have I had to fight someone for broccoli and 2020 is the year. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, it was just these really dramatic shifts this year that, you know, we constantly had to be going through this like reevaluation process of like, okay, how do I adjust? And like, how do I, you know, still honor what I need, stay sane and have something to look forward to. So it was a wild year as far as like trying to plan and have goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. Right. Like so many new, so many new circumstances. Like imagine if I was, at 2020, like I'm going to Trader Joe's and I need to get kale, you know, and someone is like, this is never supposed to happen. But this is what, <laughs> this is what the pandemic has led me to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with with you all as far as like how um, I guess my blueprint didn't change because, you know, it's still just graduating. It's still just building the business. It's still building things that I really enjoy. So this, right. is like, Hey, we finally were like, after talking about it for a couple months, we're like, we got nothing to lose. Like we might as well do it, you know? <clears throat> and it's been really great. It's been really fun. Um, for like my health stuff, it was like, well, now I have time to heal. Let's just like eat more and, and lift more and, and get back into like falling in love with working out instead of trying to mash it in between, 4 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. and just like, we hope you survive and then just keep going with your day. So I think that, you know, the the, the ability to, to weather storms and stuff like hasn't changed much. And I think that's really because in, in my life, I've already gone through some things that I've been like, oh, this has like made me the person I am. So really you could throw most things my way and I'm like, I'm, I'm good with this. Um, <clears throat> but the... The goals themselves, I don't think really change. I do laugh because I did tell Casey because like last year I was not very social as far as like going out to bars and stuff. I was like, I was just always tired. So I didn't want to do the thing. But I was like, this is the year. Like, I'm going to go back out with my friends and stuff. And then, of course, all the bars shut down. New Mexico is like very strict and everything. And I'm like... (laughs) cool like let's just all play video games together i guess um so i I don't know it just it's been it's been interesting because it has uh caused me to like like it's weird because in march when everything's closing down uh business took a significant hit because people were like well i don't like working at home i have no equipment i can't get equipment like that's a huge thing people still can't buy equipment now Mm um so i lost like 90 percent of my clients for like four months and then just kind of like stuck it out and then got them all back. So it's just one of those things where had I been like, this is it, it's over. Like, all right, well then I would have lost 
all those clients would have lost those relationships and stuff. But, um, a lot of it was just like, well, everyone's kind of going through the same shit. So you have to, you have to show up and you have to do work. So I don't think things have like changed, uh, thought process wise, but you know, I guess they have, I don't know. Who knows? It was a weird question. <laughs> I'm like, like, did that make sense? Is this half a beer already getting to yeah. me? <laughs> I think it made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're all just, we're all just taking it a day at a time. And I definitely think that this year showed us what was important to us and what was still worth like working towards. Like you said, bro, of like it wasn't, we didn't just, you know, give up, even though it kind of felt like for a minute there, wait a second, did everything I just like do the last couple years to get to where I am now? Like, is that all just about to fly out the window? But yeah, you kind of, you kind of got to stick it out and allow, allow there to be change in the process. Well, Nicole, you know this about me for sure. I'm very, I'm very organized (laughs) and I'm very much a planner. Um, and I value timelines and plans and forward thinking, (laughs) you know, someone's got to do it. But This year, it changed a lot because I realized planning a week ahead is like all I can handle. So it was also kind of this lesson of like giving myself grace and not needing to be hyper focused on goals and plans. I think that was like my key to survival. Honestly, I would have gone freaking crazy if I needed to map out, you know, the next six months to a year because it's impossible still to this day yeah. we don't really know oh, yeah. what it looks like yeah well yeah. let me ask you are, are are you two i mean brooke i don't think you are but are, are you all procrastinators or like are you someone who needs to get something done like a couple days in advance so that you can like check it off because i think that that plays a, a role as well okay so i'm the type of person where i jam pack overbook, double stack, overcommit. I'm a yes woman. I'm like, it's going to get done. I'm going to conquer everything in the world today. And that's kind of like where I set myself up for failure in a year where it's like, I just sometimes need a breather and a nap and I can't continue to do that. So it's like been a hard lesson for me to learn how to like gauge it back because I just really want to conquer all the things all the time. And I need to learn how to be better about that self-care part. Nicole teaches me, Nicole doesn't even know this, but she teaches me a lot about how I need to be better (laughs) with self-care and boundaries and like being kind to myself. I love it. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think this has definitely changed as I've gotten older in college, 100%, I was a procrastinator. There was like <laughs> this uh, this thing on the internet when I was in college, because I don't really think memes were a thing yet. <laughs> but it How was old like, are you? What? We're all the same <laughs> age. Memes, I don't remember if memes, memes were, were a thing. thing in undergrad, were you they? You were just a loser. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> God. But if it was, it said something like, if today or if tomorrow's not the due day, then today is not the due yeah, day. Yeah. Like, if do it's today, not due do today. Tomorrow, yep. I'm not due doing it today (laughs) so but I think as I've gotten older and I've been able to kind of like set like Brooke said just for me during this pandemic it was just setting goals for one day at a time like there was a point where I was like all right even a week out is too it's too much right now I'm just gonna write four things down on my little whiteboard that I'm gonna get done tomorrow and some a lot of the days making my bed was one of those things (laughs) so 
so and like when I did it, I checked it off. <laughs> You're like, nailed and it. So you just need yes, got it. But yeah, so I don't know if that really answers no, your yeah. question. And I guess the the reason I ask is because I think you know, uh, for myself, I know that I am, I'm someone who definitely like lacks discipline. Uh, but it's also because I have found so much success in waiting until the last minute and like, you know, pounding through everything. And like, when I look at it from an, from, a, from an efficiency standpoint, I'm like, well, if this is due in two weeks and I know I can get it done in like a full day, just like 16 hours of just hammering stuff away, you know, can't, doesn't it make more sense for me to like enjoy my life for 12 days and then just take those two days and kind of just roll with the punches. Uh, there's definitely way better ways of doing it. Uh, and it'll have to change depending on the projects and the comps and everything. Um, but you know, some of it is, is just that I feel like uh, things are so I, like we have a lot going on, um, which is because I'm also a bit of a, a yes man where I'm like, I'm so excited about this and this and this, like I want to do it all um, that when I have so much on my plate, then they, I don't have the space for creativity and I don't have the space to be like, oh, like I'll do this and then I'll take a day and then come back. It's like, nope, like you have two days to do this because you need two days to do this. And you need four days to do this. And that's just like. I'm sure if I said yes to less things and then also was better about discipline, I would, in, I would enjoy the creative process a lot more. But for me, it's just like, I like the excitement and the rush of things. So I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to do it anymore. I, I don't jump out of planes anymore. You know, I don't do like crazy stuff. So I think in my head, I'm just like, when did you do that? Oh, like I, 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 I like, I mean, like as an example, like, have you gone, have you gone skydiving up? before? Like, no, uh, have you? yes, I have. So like, I, I, I'd like to do things that fill me with like rush. I'm a, a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Ro does not, he but, does not value but, life. That makes so much <laughs> sense on so many levels. Also, also that yes. I'm like, if I died today, I'd die doing something cool. So it's pretty cool. Um, but for me, it's like, you know, I think part of it is that like, there's a slight addiction to being like, oh fuck, this might, this might not get done. And then there's going to be like a really big problem. Uh, and then I'll have to deal with that, but it gets done. So, um, it's healthier than drugs, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except at some point it's going to be like, I'm going to need cocaine to get this done. <laughs> so. Uh, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> so. Chronic stress is a lead cause and yeah, lots, yeah. Of, lots of bad but things. But I also, you know, <laughs> sleep well and eat well and exercise well. So it's, it's a balance. And if, if I can do it for like, you know, a couple of years and it should be fine. So <laughs> okay. okay, we'll see you in a couple of years, Rosie, if you're still doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But it's on my vision board. This is what it is. To, nice. To have 50. Anyway. I mean, I guess that kind of like. Do you, do you all think that goal setting is important then? I definitely do. But I think that it looks, I think it's important because in my mind, when I stop growing and learning, I'm dead. Maybe not physically, but like, I'm just like, wh what is the point of my existence? I really, really love learning and growing. And so I think goal setting is a fun way to measure progress. And I think setting goals does motivate me in a way, like putting something pen to paper, I'm committing to this, I'm doing it. I think it's like a motivating thing for me. Yeah, I think it, it honestly puts you in this position to believe that there's a better version of you. 
like you said, it's just like, if this is all there is to me, then what's the point? You know, we're meant to grow, we're meant to evolve, we're meant to go through change and goal setting allows us to do that. Yeah, I'm going to have nothing, nothing to add. I think it's important, even as someone who's like a a bit of a cynic and someone who doesn't, you know, normally I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. But (laughs) how how can you say that goal setting like isn't important, you know, Uh, even if Mm -hmm. it is like cool or whatever to say the opposite like no you have to have things that even if it's just a little carrot right in front of you it's like just keep working keep doing things so um but it's it's different than like the the motivation right because it's this is something i can cross off my list because i achieved it whether it was big or small or something like that so i agree cool so i guess when you're working with current clients or new clients um, that may like be coming to us in the new year, what are some ways that you all are approaching goal setting with your clients? I love this question because I think it's a fun part of working with clients, but the, basically what I do is I work with someone from the time we have our discovery call before they've even committed to being a client, I'm picking their brain as to what is your big outcome goal? What is the thing that's really driving you that you want to accomplish? And then I feel like the best way to achieve that outcome goal is to then break it down into small goals around the behaviors, skills, and habits that you're going to need to acquire in order to achieve that outcome. Does that make sense? So that's how I work with clients and I meet with clients either weekly or biweekly. So every week or every other week, we set one to two goals that are smart goals, which I know we're going to talk about what that means later, but we set smart goals that are about behavior skills and habits. I'm not setting a goal with someone that's like, I need to gain one pound of muscle this week. Like, because we can't control what the body does, even though that might be your outcome goals, like, Hey, I want to lose X percent in body fat cool. Let's set that goal. Let's discuss what do you need to have acquired as far as skills, habits, and behaviors to get to that goal. And then let's set all kinds of little baby goals and climb that mountain one step at a time. Yeah. I think going to the, the, um, the weight gain thing, Jesus, I don't know what's going on with me. (laughs) Um, it's like, so, so I, I, you know, I guess kind of like disagreed at first because I was like, well, you know, you put enough food in your system, you're going to gain weight. But I think when you look at it more from if you like zoom out, right, and someone says, hey, I want to gain 10 pounds in X amount of time, then that's more of what you were talking about. Where like, well, yeah, but also let's let's baby step and make sure that it's half a pound a week. And we do that by changing the behaviors, right, because you can't just be like wake up and and eat whatever you want, right? It's like, well, we're going to make sure that you're drinking your water. We're going to make sure that you are just making sure you're eating, right? And then we can play with making sure you're getting the right macronutrients and micros and, you know, being being healthy. So, yeah, I, I agree that so much of it is just like building blocks, right? Like everyone is so concerned with running. It's like you don't know how to crawl yet. <laughs> like yeah. understand that you are human and these are all skills. Like you need to build these skills in order to get to to where you're going. So that's a huge part of of coaching as well. Like my my client, Nolan, shout out Nolan. He just hit 225 on bench uh nice. last week. And then we were so close to the 315 squat. Um, 
But, you know, so much of it was he was like, I just want to bench two plates. Because, of course, like every every male in their life at some point, well, I don't want to generalize, but most males in their life are like, I just need two plates on the bench and then my life is fulfilled. Uh, <laughs> but it's like he wasn't even hitting 200 before. So it's like, hey, we got to do that before you can even think about touching 225. Um, and then the next step is, you know, people are like, oh, 315. It's like, bro, that's 90 pounds away. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, there's so much work that needs to be put in before you even get to think about it. Um, and so so when you look at it from the the health or the fitness side or the working outside, like numbers are tangible things and they all mean something. So for you to be like, I want to cut 10 seconds off on mile time, like, why don't we work on one and five? Like, there are all, so many numbers that come before 10 like stop, uh, you know, be, be realistic about what you're trying to do. And I know we're going to touch on that later, but that's, that's such a huge part of coaching. Um, it's just like making sure that their habits. So I agree with you, Brooke are in line before they try to do the things that they think they want to do. You hit the nail on the head with the, like a huge part of your job as a coach is okay. Let's set a realistic goal that's like keeping it in check of like, we don't want to break you. We want to like set something that's realistic and, you know, keeping it and making sure we keep clients on pace. There's definitely an art, I think, to goal setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of the times like clients look into hiring a coach and they think that that coach is just going to set all their goals for them. And they're going to just tell them everything that they need to do. And I think a huge part about coaching is we want to know what you want out of this. We want to know, you know, what your goal is, because what I do every day and what works for me or whatever my goals are, are not going to be what I want to set for you, because that may not be something that you enjoy or want or going to like, is going to produce success in your health journey. So that's also another huge component of it, I think. That's funny. I I ask my clients every week, I'm like, what goals do you want to set? Obviously my, I'm like your, like when you go bowling and you have those little like lane bumpers, that's my job. It's like, (laughs) my job is to like, make sure you're in there and what you're, what you want to focus on this week is ultimately setting you up to achieve that big outcome goal. Like think of me as your bowling bumper lanes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think that that um, that changes depending on the person, right? Most people who are like, I want to be healthy, I want to be fitter, I want to be whatever. All they need is those guardrails. Like, absolutely. When you get into, you know, athletes and stuff, then it's like, those aren't guardrails anymore. Those are like, you have to take, this is Google Maps, you know, <laughs> like left, yeah. right, left. There may be a lot of ways to get to that one point, but this part is going to get you there in the time frame that you need it, whatever. Um, so yeah, just things to, to think about if you are listening and you're like, where, which, which camp do you fall into? Like, do you yeah. really need someone who's going to be like, you need to do ABCD or someone who's like, ah, you know, let's figure it out together. Do you feel like when you coach, do you coach every, well, I would consider like recreational or everyday athletes versus elite level athletes. Do you coach them differently? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. And, and I, I think so much of it is, is that, um, some people, some, sometimes they don't know what they want. So it's definitely not our job to be like, Oh, like you want to shave minutes off your 5k, right? It's like, if that's eventually what you get to, that's so great. But so many people will say, you know, 
uh, I want to be more fit. Like, okay, what does that mean to you? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, okay, well, once you can answer that, then we can think a little deeper about what it is. You know, um, I have a client, Kelly, who uh, used to run marathons and wasn't able to for a long time because she got hurt because in her mind, she was like, if I just train faster and harder, it, I'll get better, right? But she was just doing worse because she was getting weaker and she wasn't allowing her body to, to heal. And so what we were doing is I was like, hey, we're going to focus on strength because that's what you say you need. We're going to do it in all these different facets. We're going to get your whole body stronger. And then when she felt ready, she just picked up sprinting again. She just picked up running again. Like I didn't say anything about running. I was like, I'm not going to touch it. When you are ready to go, do your thing. And so now she's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I did 20 minutes of sprints because I just felt like it. I went and played basketball because I felt like it. And so like for that person and for recreational people, lay people, whatever you want to call them, so much of it is just like making sure that they are like healthy. Like 90% of my stuff is just GPP programming where it's like, I have to make sure that you're able to do stuff, be strong enough to handle this impact. And then the rest is yours when it comes to an elite athlete, right? It's like, all right, I'm doing these specific tests. Like your ability to go from an eccentric to a concentric movement is dog shit. So now you can't transfer power from one movement to the other. You're going to be a lot slower. So we need to work on that. And that is when it's like, Monday, we're doing this. Tuesday, we're doing this. Wednesday, we're doing this. And it's all very structured. But for the most part, people don't need that. They just need... Make sure we're hitting a pull, a push, a carry, a lunge, you know, things like that. And most of their fitness goals are going to come into fruition at some point, just doing those basics. Yeah, I would say like my coaching style and process is always the same. But when I work with more elite level athletes, it's like you said, it's much more formulaic. Mm -hmm. It's like down to the gram, the minute, the because all of those little things matter and can give someone a competitive edge. So it's very different than someone who's like, I just want to be healthier and lose 30 pounds. I'm like we, there's a ton of different ways we can get you to that goal. But with elite level athletes, it's like these very little changes make a huge difference when it comes down to that competitive edge. Yeah. Have you, have you all seen that, that new ad? I think I posted on my Facebook, um, two days ago of that old man, like that, that found his, his kettlebell. He was like a kettlebell champion or something. And he's like super old. And he like, it shows him putting up a picture. Uh, and then he just starts like exercising again and he can't like lift it at first. And then he's doing some like weird movement. And I'm like, what the hell is this person doing? And then <laughs> at the end of it, it was, it shows him picking up his granddaughter to put the star on top of the tree and that was like the movement that he was doing yeah first of all i like audibly was like oh man that made me feel i don't like this (laughs) but uh and the grinch's heart grew five sizes that day But like you know Mm -hmm. for 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 him and and it really is like it is that easy when you think about it like hey if you want to get used to picking up your granddaughter or something that is as heavy as your granddaughter you just practice that movement like that's it. That's how, how easy it is for 90% of people. Now, if you were, you know, doing that and you're trying to become an elite level athlete, then you're an idiot, you know, do something better. And he's yeah, You almost had me there, commercial. Oh, oh, man. So, Brooke, I know you mentioned earlier in the question that we just answered, 
about SMART goals. So what exactly is a SMART goal? Yeah, I think there's a couple different ways people say this, but I like to use the the acronym of specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And you want someone's goal to have all of those things because then it just sets you, it kind of like lines you up to know, okay, exactly what do I want in what time frame? So it keeps you on track with that whole, like keeping you motivated. Like I said earlier, I think it's important to set goals at a variety of different times. So it's okay to have like one year goals. Like what's your five-year plan, five-year goals, big picture. Like Roe apparently wants a cabin with snow in the woods, you know, it's like then scale it back. I'm like, okay, what do I want to accomplish this year? And you kind of like keep tracking. And if it's not measurable, then like, it's not a good goal. Like, okay, I want like a good examples. Um, like, oh, I want to, I just want to feel better this week. Okay. What does that mean? Like we need to make sure that we have some type of marker and something that we can measure to prove that, oh, you actually feel better this week. Um, and then you're going to feel like you accomplished something and you're going to feel it's going to, that in turn, when you feel like you've accomplished something motivates you. So it's a good way too to help build these little wins and some momentum. So you get that motivation that you're looking for and you keep going on your health journey, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And I really, I think you went over all the letters and the R for you was relevant. I really also like to use the word realistic there as well. And we kind of touched on that too. I think a lot of the times we may look up to someone we may be following for a long time and we try to like base our goals after, after what that person is doing, not even realizing that that person may be like 10 years ahead of us in training, et cetera. So really meeting yourself where you're at and setting realistic goals for you in this moment is going to be key to long-term success. What's that phrase? Like don't compare your beginning to someone else's end or like someone else's like middle. middle chapter. Yeah. 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 And I think with Instagram, it's like, uh, don't compare your life to someone's highlight reel, right? Like, of course you're only going to post yeah. stuff that makes you look great and you're doing cool things. Like if I post what I did on a daily basis, just like me sitting in a chair, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, like nobody's going to look at that and be like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. Um, but <laughs> but I think that, that that's like super important. Yeah. That like you realize you're running your own race and like things need to be realistic to you. Um, you know, I think that uh, when... Adrian Peterson came back from his ACL tear. Oh, man, how long ago was that? Like 10 years ago? I don't remember. People were like, well, his career is over, right? But then he came back like so fast and set records and stuff like that next year. And people were like, well, that's that's how, how fast it should happen now. Like well, there's clearly technology out there that allows someone to come back from an ACL tear and be better than they were before. And it's like... I remember look, like thinking about that a couple years later and being like, oh, no, like there's so many like you can't just be like, well, Adrian Peterson did it in nine months. I'm an elite athlete like I can do the same thing, too. So um, I know that's like a, an example that literally resonates with nobody who's probably listening to this. Um, but so much of it is just like, yeah, do do things at, at your your own pace. Um uh, Brooke, I did. I, I think I zoned out. What did you say your R was? Yours is relevant. Yeah, I do achievable and relevant. So I think about it like 
the whole idea of supporting a bigger outcome goal. Like, is this goal relevant to actually getting you to what you want in a year, five years, you know, kind of forward thinking. That's how I think about it. Yeah. So if someone has come to you and they've set a goal for themselves and maybe after a few weeks or even a few months, however long it is, they're not meeting that goal consistently like they had hoped. What are some practical ways that you kind of like reassess that goal with them? TTP, That's right? A good question. TTP, trust the process. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I think that that's such a hard question to answer too, because it depends on the goal, right? Like if it is something that Brooke mentioned earlier, where it's like, I want to gain a pound a week, then there is, is there's a metric, right? Okay. Well, we can add or delete more food or add or delete more activity so that we can see on a scale that's gone up. But I'm actually interested to hear from you all about how because I think you all deal with like more lifestyle changes than, than I do simply because like food involves life more than like lifting does. If someone is saying like, uh, I didn't even like, I, how do I become more happy or how do I become more happy about my body or what I'm able to do? Cause I'm not feeling that the past three weeks. Like how, how would you go about that? And I know it's like a, a very difficult question and like one that, probably has a lot of answers to it, but I'm just wondering what your mm -hmm. thoughts are. I think that it's like a resiliency almost that you build up to, especially if it's relating to body image or the way you feel about yourself and like your confidence. That's a very personal thing. There is not a formula for that. Like we can calculate your macros. We can calculate, you know, calories to consume every day, but we can't calculate confidence um, or feeling better about your body or yourself or whatever. And I think... For me personally, I have to remind myself that there really is no end game when it comes to something like that. It's always going to be something that pops back up and you are going to have days where you struggle. And like we kind of mentioned earlier, we have to have those coping mechanisms. Oh, wow. Just brought up them coping mechanisms again from like <laughs> last week. Um, anyways. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> um, that we've established work for us. So, I mean, last week, like I was having bad body image days just because it's that time of the month and shit sucks and it happens. And there would be a time in my life where maybe that led me to like canceling plans with someone that I really wanted to see or, um, doing something that I really wanted to do like in business or in life or whatever, because I was just feeling really down about myself. But I realized like, this is a fluid thing tomorrow. I'm going to wake up and I could feel completely different. So I think they're like, I, I don't, I don't know how that's like, I guess, reassessing a goal with a client, but almost just like reminding them that like, this is okay, this is going to happen. But then if it is like something like you said, Brooke, like a more specific goal, then we can reassess something like that and maybe tweak it a little bit to um, be something that you feel more confident in accomplishing that next week. The journey is never linear because we're human. It's just never going to look that way. It's never going to be a pretty straight line. And I think that once you accept that, 
and embrace it, it'll make it a little easier when these hits come. Um, if someone told you that you're always going to get everything you want and meet every goal, they lied to you and you, they need to take back your participation trophies. That's just not how it works. And, um, sometimes those are hard lessons to learn. I think that if you're not meeting a goal and it's something bigger you can reassess that in a way to scale it back and really take baby steps at your own pace. And that's something I recommend. But a lot of the times when I set goals with people, I'm asking someone to set goals around things you can control. So it has something to do with your effort in a way, which is like, I'm asking you to consistently do a behavior or develop a skill or carve out time to start to make something a habit. All of those things you can control. So I think it also is this interesting dynamic when you start to do that with people because you're putting the burden back on them. How bad do you want this? This is something that is in your control to accomplish. It's not, oh, is my body and my hormones and my period and whatever else going to cooperate and a pound is going to come off? It's like, no, did I, did I meet everything I said I was going to accomplish as far as like doing the work to hopefully achieve that outcome? So I think that it's an interesting concept. But my biggest, I guess my biggest thing is like, just know, uh, you're not always going to meet your goals. Sorry to like break your hero's fable, but like, that's what makes you interesting. (laughs) That's what makes you an interesting human is like, you're going to fail, but know that those there's lessons in that failure. And actually it's a step forward. When we fail, it's a step forward. We know that, okay, this didn't work. What next? You're crossing something off the list and you're pivoting and that there's a lesson in that. And so you really are still moving forward. So it's not just like a wash. Yeah. I'm a, a huge believer in failing forward, right? Because you're right. Like that, that's when you learn, right? You don't learn from winning and doing things because you're like, oh, I didn't have to change anything. Like I did exactly what I wanted to do. It's only when you have to like sit back and be like, why, maybe why didn't I get that lift? Or why am I not, you know, feeling as well when I think I'm eating all the vegetables I am and all this other stuff. Um, but then you can look and say like, oh, it's because I was out partying with, you know, three times a week. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to be a big deal or even something like, yeah, I've had a really shitty week at work and I'm very exhausted. And that's why I wasn't able to fully commit to these things. So, you know, there's like a fine balance, I think, between using things that have objectively happened to you or are happening as like excuses and as legitimate reasons. Because I think, like you said, you know, Uh, putting that burden on them and being like, well, you did everything. And if they were like, well, it was because it was my period and this and blah, blah, blah. uh, Then that might be an excuse. But if they're like, I did this, 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 and this, and it didn't happen, then you as a coach get to step in and say like, okay, well, here's some extra reasons why that might not have happened. So it is a, it is a behavioral thing because it's not them automatically jumping to excuses. It's you stepping in and providing like, Hey, you did everything that you were supposed to do. That's really great. Let's build on that next week. But understand that this week, it probably didn't happen because of these reasons. So as soon as they start moving away from, oh, it was this, and it's more you being like, hey, remember that it could have been this. That that I think is like a really big change that people go through um, that leads to like, you know, more goals and just behavior changes as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, 
we've got to our favorite question that <laughs> had everybody up in arms. <laughs> so <laughs> we hear a lot about motivation and discipline when it comes to reaching our goals. What are our thoughts on motivation? Is this something a person can be all the time? And what are other words that we can use, I guess, to stay encouraged when we may not be quote unquote motivated? That's people that are called fakers, by the way. <laughs> yes. We're about to have what I like to call a come to Jesus talk. <laughs> um, Motivation is not guaranteed. If you are waiting to get up and tackle your goals when you feel motivated, it's not going to happen. You're not going to achieve them, period. Like that's, that's it. You achieve things through discipline and consistency and showing up day after day after day, even when it sucks. Um, Obviously, there's exceptions. You don't want to grind yourself into the ground, but I think you get my point. Self-discipline is a muscle that you can work, that you can develop, and it's important because if you want to, whether it's business, whether it's in the gym, whether it's nutrition, you have to understand it's not going to come easily. Uh, And I also think that I'm coming from a place where I'm someone who's pretty naturally self-disciplined or something I've worked on since I was really young. And I know it's not easy for everyone, but it's possible to develop that. And you just need to practice like you practice a squat or anything else. And I do think that that's the secret to success is discipline and consistency. Stop waiting for motivation. Motivation is a lie. Mm. Yeah, I think, like I told y'all earlier, the only thing I'm motivated to do every day is sleep. (laughs) So I definitely agree with Brooke that motivation is not something that you can wait on to start tackling your goals. And if someone is telling you that they're just all the time motivated, they're faking it until they make it and they're full of shit. Don't trust them. (laughs) Yes. Self-discipline and consistency is key here. And I'm a firm believer that those small, boring habits that you stick with over a long period of time are the ones that are going to produce the most impact in your life. You don't have to be crazy motivated and like want to complete marathons every week. Find your small, boring habits. I promise. I, you know what? I, that is, I think hearing you say find your small, boring habits like resonated with me so much because it's like, yeah, like... Uh, what are, and this kind of goes back to what we said earlier about how you are what you be or you are what you do day in and day out but like so much of life is boring right it's just like work it's just things that you have to do and like even when yeah i don't i really don't believe when people are like oh yeah find something you love and you, you never work a day in your life that's bullshit too because you have to work at that <laughs> yeah, as bullshit. well you know what i mean like i love what i'm doing you work harder yeah, yeah, yeah. you work a lot harder <laughs> because you get to control whether things have happened. Like it's not because your boss didn't see that this happened or that your kids didn't appreciate. It's like, Hey, like you decided to do this. It didn't work out. That's on you. Um, but I think so much of that is just that like 90% and that's too much, but a big portion of your life is just going to be boring work, working on yourself, working on your relationships, working on your, on your, your own, like problems as well um when you were talking nicole and i forgot exactly what you were saying it reminded me of my or might have been brooke i guess both of you uh reminded me of my physics teacher in uh undergrad i think i was a junior at that point um 
I hate physics. I hate math because one, I have no self-efficacy because I am bad at it, but I'm bad at it because I don't practice it and I don't practice it because I'm bad at it. You know what I mean? So it's like this, it's this circle where I'm like, ah, you know, if I ever need anything, I'll Google it or I'll ask somebody else. It's not a big deal. But I remember my physics teacher, when I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm not good at this. Like, I don't like it. I'm not good at it. And she's like, well, what you have to do is she's like, you, you go to the gym. Right. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, when you exercise, you're about to do a big lift. Like you hype yourself up. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's exciting to me. She's like, okay. But like you learned how to do that. So like treat the tests just like that. Hype yourself up. Think you can do it. Realize you've put in work, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you should do better. I still, I think, failed the class, but you know, it was a good lesson because, because for, for me, it's, it's really cool that as a coach, like, yeah, so much of it is you're getting PRs. You're much stronger. You're much bigger. You're faster. That's all really, really great. But that's two, one to two hours of just like legitimately boring work. You're literally just picking things up, putting them down or you're running laps or something that you're, you're taking those skills that you're learning in the gym and then putting them somewhere else, understanding that, Hey, I've put in time here, but, uh, it's going to take six months for me to actually see any sort of gains in whatever. So then you start to understand like at work or at other things like, Oh, this all takes time. It's all a process. If I attack it the way I attack the gym then maybe I'll start to see differences in in my life in different ways. Um, and I think that doing that boring work really allows you to not only appreciate the really exciting things, um, but puts you in a position to actually to do that. I think I might write that down, like just yeah. do boring work. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> nice and easy. I mean, I really like that you touched on how majority of your day, your life is going to be those boring tasks because it almost like reminds me like why we started this podcast in the first place is, you know, we live in this social media driven world where especially in the health realm of things on social media, they make it look pretty and easy and fun and always motivated, blah, blah, blah. And that's not it. It's, it's the small, boring things that's really what's going to produce that impact in your life and produce those results that you've always wanted to see or whatever. It's not this pretty little workout that someone did in their matching, uh, yoga. <laughs> Lululemons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yoga also, pants Lululemon or whatever. Sponsor us, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Coco, do you feel like you know, that these boring things become things you look forward to and like habits mm -hmm. that you enjoy as a part of your routine? Oh, yeah. I mean, pff, like if you would have known me in college, like before grad school, like undergrad, real college, college, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, homegirl was never making her bed. My <laughs> room was a mess. And I was doing a lot of things that like I would have never thought that I would be doing now. And I mean, I, I say it all the time that I love to make my bed every morning, but it's just something that like now every day when I wake up, it's just, it's, it's habit. It's what I do. And I honestly look forward to it. And like when I come home after working and like see that my apartment is clean or whatever it is, like that makes me happy. And that leads to another, you know, 
task or habit or whatever that I'm going to create and stick with. You know, that's what produces that quote unquote motivation, I guess, is one thing after another. Like once you master this thing and that you see how that produces good things in your life and makes you happy, it's going to lead you to the next task that's going to produce good things and make you happy. Yeah. And, and, so, and Brooke, I, I don't know if it like excites you, right, Nicole, but <laughs> it's something that you've done so much that it's just a part of your day where if you didn't do it now, you're all messed up. And sometimes you're like, mm-hmm. why? Like, why do I feel so off? It's like, oh, I didn't do mm-hmm. this one thing that I've been doing for X amount of time. Uh, so yeah, those, that's, that's hilarious that, <laughs> that you're like, <laughs> I got to make my bed. Otherwise my whole day is messed up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who knows that? Make my bed, wash my face, drink a cup of water. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good routine. Yeah. And I do think mm-hmm. like, boring I don't work. know, I find joy in routines that like yeah, other people sure. would think are boring. Yeah. I mean, I think you think it's boring and dumb and worthless until you actually do it for a prolonged period of time. You're like, oh, wow, that actually makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like, drink, would have it's never like drinking thought. water, right? Except I still have yet to see any sort of benefits <laughs> other than I'm peeing so I much mean, maybe more. Maybe you have some weird, maybe you have some weird genetic makeup. I don't know. Okay. That's racist. All right. Um, There's no. science <laughs> to prove that. I can't believe you. You can't be calling me racist I'm on the kidding. podcast. Coco's about to be canceled and she's real yeah. upset about it. <laughs> Get in a Coco. Oh my God. Now. You are my idol, Lizzo slash Coco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, what were you saying, Brooke? Sorry. <laughs> I don't even okay, know. I think you said there's science to it. I'm just I saying. I like, mean, what can you say after an accusation oh, like no. that? Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> fake news. You're fake news. Um, <laughs> no, I was saying uh, I'm blanking. I'm half a bottle deep in wine. Have a bottle? Dear Lord. That's a habit I like. Oh, like yeah, Mark I like. West. <laughs> Mark yeah. West will get you. <laughs> no, I think I made a comment about drinking water and then you were going to say something, but I don't know if oh, it was relevant. No, there's yeah. science that proves uh, your performance decreases when you're dehydrated. Right, but I was That's never, what I was, I was say. never dehydrated. Like my pee was fine, Maybe but you, you were like. you adapted to dehydration and you just don't even know it. Uh, and you're just performing at the subpar level. Damn. <laughs> That's worse than being racist. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, she caused this. Um, no, you know, I, I think it's, it is funny. I, I do think I agree that like motivation is not something that people should rely on, but I, do you, do you guys have like little things that you might turn on or, or think about or read uh, just as like a, a little crutch that you might need. Because I think that the difference between using that, like when it's like sometimes necessary and using that all the time is kind of like a fine balance as well. You know, who's one of my favorite people? Uh, Cause for me, I think the part of health that struggle, I struggle <laughs> with the most is more mindset. Brene Brown. You want to get motivated? Oh Turn on some Brene Brown. Like, especially Bro, do her you even know who vulnerability Brown is. is. I have no idea who that is. No. Oh, what? my God. We're about to change your life. Do you know who, We're going to text you know who, Casey who Les Brown because is? she needs to watch it with who? you. Les Brown? I like him. I love Les I Brown. Like man, he is. 
Well, you need to start Man. listening to Brene Brown. She's going to make you get in your feelings. And don't want. Automatically, don't want. Demons. Nope. got no demons. They got no demons. Don't want <laughs> Well, I'm going to send you her TED Talk because it's so good. Her original TED oh, Talk. TED and Talk. Her Netflix oh. special. Don't stop groaning. Oh. This is good for your yeah. character, bro. This is growth. <laughs> this is goal setting. This is bullshit motivation. I don't need it. <laughs> No, what he was like, what were you expecting us to say? Like that we uh, go to like buttholes unanimous no. or whatever that pictures <laughs> some Snoop Dogg. That's fair, that's fair. No. And and again, because I, I was legitimately wondering. Uh, that's my problem is I'm like, do you have do you have anything that can help? And she's gonna help me, like, nah, fuck that. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Never <laughs> yeah. mind. No, uh, I guess I, I was just I was just laughing because anytime I hear TED Talk, I'm like, because uh, people are like, I saw a TED Talk. Cool, you know everything now. Um, no, but I don't know who who Brene Brown is. It like Rene, but with a B. Oh, well, I will have to check them out. But Les Brown is is mine because there's so many like inspirational videos that I would like throw on back in uh, undergrad that had him, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. So I like watched his whole like hour and a half long thing one day, and I was like, Well, my life is different. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a changed man now, but. So, I mean, I'll definitely like throw on Beyonce's soundtrack. Mm, of course, it's always great. Yeah. Music, yeah. It's it, mm-hmm. you know, it's so so interesting. Uh, I realize that when I am doing like uh, strength and power work, whether it's uh, sprints, Olympic weightlifting, or powerlifting <clears throat> stuff like that, it has to be like metalcore, heavy sounds, just kind of screaming, whatever. But if I'm doing like hypertrophy work high volume stuff then more of like hip-hop kind of gets me like okay i'll i'm motivated more to do this so i don't know what it is i think it would be so interesting to be rose like neighbor i'd be like is this man ever okay (laughs) (laughs) well one day it would just be straight adele and i'll be like oh there's a problem problem i'm like oh god my go-to is like 80s hip-hop 80s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Well, you were like 10 when the 80s were around, so I guess that's fair. But excuse me, yeah, oh, excuse me. Why are you always being so rude? Uh, I'm a 90s baby. Uh, you said I third eye blind. Is like, third eye blind. Baby. Wow. Okay, baby. that's that's fair. They're no. my favorite. I've seen them twice. That's great. Uh, I wonder if there's anyone I've seen. Uh, more you than remember when concerts? Were August Burns Red. Oh, I say that all the time. I'm like, do you remember? Uh, <laughs> do you remember wow. when this Live was a music? thing? Do you remember when what? this was a thing? I miss it, man. Oh, man. there's nothing. What do you guys world. miss the most? You know, <sighs> I think I miss just being able to text someone, and be like, "Hey, you want to meet at the bar?" And you know, and just uh-huh. like sit down and drink and shoot the shit and whatever and not have to wear a mask yeah. and like not have to worry if the place is open or closed yeah. or I, it's, I don't know it's just so weird yeah i mean i think i miss travel i think the most travel yeah, definitely travel's, travel's a big one too yeah i don't know now i'm motivated to cry <laughs> like, <laughs> like all this I is mean, really you gotta sad. let it out, bro. Quit holding no, it it's all in. good. I, I do miss. Just go listen to Brene Brown. <laughs> She'll help you be vulnerable yeah. and cry. You'll be sorry. I'll be texting random people like, "I'm sorry for what I did to you," and they're like, "I deleted your number. Who is this?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> is this a suicide note or is he making amends? <laughs> Rose, like, I learned a new word today. Um, vulnerability. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't know. Am I saying that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very quick to, oh. to admit that I'm wrong, but 
That was that was that was good. It was, <laughs> the lie detector determined that is a lie. <laughs> a lie. <laughs> I will I will I will fight you for it until. But if I but if I'm like uh, okay, I was wrong. Then I'll say it was wrong. But I'm just saying. I think Rose like the one person on planet Earth I just never want to fight with. I'm like, you can be right. Relax. It's totally fine with me. <laughs> I know. And then I get bored. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, just please. It's like, dang it, I really wanted to please. fight. Yeah, I'm someone who likes to argue. <laughs> Um, oh, well, should we wrap this up? Stick a bow on it? Yeah, I actually Let's would do um, would like to, if you're listening, uh, would like to know things that, that keep you mo- motivated. Because um, I know people are always looking for like tips and tricks. Uh, Rose not going to follow any no, of them. No, I mean, I won't. But, you know, some people <laughs> love listening to Brene Brown or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, please, team, please, team Brene. <laughs> please send us stuff that keeps you motivated um, as well as things that you might be doing to keep yourselves like disciplined. I think that um, mm-hmm. might be even better. I know some people like – and it, I think that's weird for me too. Is like they wake up and they say like a positive thing about themselves, like in a mirror, and it has like changed their life <laughs> exponentially. Was it called affirmation? Yeah. I'm like, yes. what? How do you beach. do that? <laughs> now I'm gonna picture Coco every morning. You're a badass yeah, bitch. As she's like making her bed. No, she's got to do it as she's making her bed. She's like, yes, I'm making my bed, yeah, cleaning, Washing cleaning face. her face. You're a badass bitch with a clean face. <laughs> Nobody's got a clearer face than you. <laughs> oh my! No. Put that sunscreen on. Put that sunscreen on. But yeah, please, please send that our way. Um, I would love to to hear and, and read about them. I know I make fun of them all, but if it works for you, then it works for you. Like that's it. <laughs> he uh, mainly just makes fun of us. Yeah, I mainly make fun of myself. Like, let's be honest here. I'm my own target. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, self-deprecation. That's the most. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like nobody can make you sad if you make yourself the most sad. Um, but <laughs> cool. There it is. There it is. Sign off. <laughs> Sign okay. <laughs> anyway, please follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram. Um, please, you know, continue to rate us, share us, and leaving reviews wherever you can. Um, and please send in those. Please keep sending in those questions. We have a Q and A episode coming up, um, so we will be needing a whole list of those to see what we want to answer. Um, and like I said, keep. Keep leaving comments and stuff. I know that we all really enjoy it. Uh, we all send each other screenshots of things that people have said. Um, I have a dehydrated heart, apparently. I don't know if that's, <laughs> that was weird. You do. <laughs> but you I do. I do Bless love, your little dehydrated I do heart. I love all the love that people have for Rice Krispies. And they're like, I thought of Rowan. I'm like, there we go. We're a positive influence. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please keep sharing us. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you. We'll, we'll see you next time. Cue the music.